0: This ESPN Chicago podcast is presented by 19 Crimes Wine. What's up, party people? Ain't no party like a Cali Gold party because a Cali Gold party
1: don't stop. Pour yourself a glass of that Cali Gold with your boy, Snoop Dog.
2: Bleck and Abdallah filling in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. You can usually listen to our show weeknight, six day here on ESPN 1000 today in for Greeny live and local from Chicago. If you want to call the show, you can call us at 312-332-3776. It's the last football Friday of the season. Super Bowl 57 is on Sunday. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs can't wait for this game adam and when we talk about the eagles throughout the year the one thing i continue to go back to is this idea that the way philadelphia has supported their young quarterback jalen hurts in this season you know go back a year ago the eagles were not sold on jalen hurts at least the fan base wasn't right and so they they have a 500 team that makes the playoffs and they lose. They get blown out on the, on the road to Tampa Bay, first round of the playoffs. Things don't look great, but they, they made progress, right? And what did the Eagles do in return? They go out and they acquire a number one wide receiver, A.J. Brown. And they support the young quarterback. They have a great offensive line, very good run game. They go out, they get the wide receivers to help with the young quarterback. And this season, from the jump, The Eagles were the best team in the NFC. And as a Bears fan, as we sit here in Chicago and we look at uh, our quarterback, Justin Fields, an individual who got one MVP vote last night in the voting for MVP as Patrick Mahomes wins his second, we look at our young quarterback and we say, you know what, the Bears had a good run game this year. Justin Fields improved throughout the season. The one thing that's missing is the weapons and perhaps a little bit more reinforcement on the offensive line. But hopefully the Bears can look at the blueprint of the Philadelphia Eagles and take some of what they did to then support their young quarterback in this offseason and offseason with the number one draft pick and the most cap space in all of the NFL.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, if you look at it, like let's let's do the, the game and you know, Carmen Yurko are coming in here in an hour. Let's play player A, player B real quick. Carmen loves that game. Yeah. Player A, a good one. Player A uh completion percentage went up. Five points, Jalen Hurts. Five points, Jalen Hurts. He went. He up, went from sixty to sixty-five. Right. He went from sixty-one to sixty-six. Okay. All right. And last year, <laughs> just Justin Fields went up three points. Okay. So, but if you look at them in his first year, Justin Fields had a fifty-eight point nine completion percentage, and then up to sixty point four completion percentage this year. And Jalen Hurts in his first year had fifty-two. And then went up to 61. So right now, in the second year, pretty close. 60, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, 61. And this year, when they added weapons in A.J. Brown, had the best offensive line in the NFL, it went up to 66.5. He's consistently gotten better. And it's not like they didn't believe in him. They just weren't like... we need. They, they are in the same situation last year that the Bears are in this year. Jalen Hurts is a very good quarterback. Justin Fields is a very good quarterback. But we haven't seen... Enough to say that he's the guy that we want to extend and give a new contract to, that we want to be the face of the franchise for the next decade, right? And so now, what I hope the Bears do, and look at what the Eagles did, and it's, it's easy to say it to replicate, oh yeah, just go do what the Eagles did, right? It's easy to go say that. But look at what he does with better weapons and time to throw. And that's exactly what the Bears should be looking at. The Bears wore Heading into you know the last couple of weeks of the season, the best running team in the NFL, right? And that's a lot has to do with Justin Fields running for 50 yards, 60 yards at a time so in some games, right? But if you can keep that up and be the best running team in the NFL and give him some weapons, then you have the Eagles model. The Eagles model is put up a bunch of points in the first half and then run the ball, control the clock, don't turn the ball over in the second half. That's exactly what they've been doing. That's how they've been winning. Are they going to be able to do that in the Super Bowl? Don't know yet. But the model's there. You can look at the Eagles and say, hey, we need to get better. It's basic stuff. Get better on the offensive line. Find weapons for your quarterback. And hopefully his completion percentage goes up.
2: And the important thing to note when you're comparing Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts is that Justin Fields is a year behind. So the improvements that you're talking about with Jalen Hurts took place from year two to year three, Mm -hmm. where Justin Fields is sitting here heading into his third season. So if we just compare Fields and Hurts year two, Justin Fields completion percentage year two, 60.4%. Jalen Hurts completion percentage year two, 61.3%. Justin Fields year two touchdown passes, 17. Jalen Hurts. Touchdown passes, year two, 16. You look at interceptions, Justin Fields, year two, 11. Jalen Hurts, year two, nine. So when you look at the two quarterbacks, they are very close as far as passers in year two. The difference, though, is Justin Fields was a much more accomplished runner in his second season than Jalen Hurts was because Justin Fields had over 1,100 yards on 160 attempts and eight touchdowns on the ground, where Jalen Hurts attempted uh, 139 rushes for only 784 yards, Mm -hmm. 10 touchdowns, though. So he was very effective getting into the end zone with his legs. And when you also look at the two, quarterback rating, 85 for, for Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, 87. Basically, they are the same quarterback profile. 100%. 100%. Their games are almost identical year two comparisons. Yeah. The difference, though, is based on what you were saying with the Eagles supporting their young guy, giving him the weapons, the jump from year two to year three allows Jalen Hurts to really enter the conversation for being MVP, which he finished third place, right, last night mm-hmm. to Patrick Mahomes in first. So when you get that support, from the offensive line, from the weapons that you have around you. Then you can see a talent in Jalen Hurts, which most people would look at last year and suggest at ah, mid. Ah, he's a middle, middle quarterback, right? Yeah. Like uh, he's, he's okay. Maybe some development there, but he's not great. And this year, he played great football, which mm-hmm. I think should be very exciting for Bears fans because the opportunity is there for Justin
3: Fields with some support to take it to the next level. And I think, too, if you look at their rushing stats, the way that they, like, obviously it was it was very cool to have Justin Fields rush for 1,100 yards. Like, that was fun to watch. But it's not sustainable. Right? I don't want to see him running that much. If you look at what Jalen Hurts is doing, 784 rushing yards in 2021, 760 rushing yards in 2022. That's kind of what I'd like to see. 10 touchdowns in 2021, 13 touchdowns in 2022. It's, it's about not hurting your quarterback, right, and using him opportunistically. That's, like, one of my favorite bets this week for the Super Bowl is Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown because he's done it seven out of the last nine weeks. He did it in the NFC Championship game. Like, that's how you use a rushing quarterback. When something isn't there, you're like, okay, this guy can get us five extra yards to extend the drive, to extend the play, to make, to make sure that he doesn't take a sack and to also, you know, to keep the drive moving, keep the other offense off the field. And I think that says a lot for what Justin Fields can do moving forward because – it keeps the defense honest, which is something you need to do. And also it it allows for everybody else to be to have more opportunities to get open, right? A lot of plays that we saw from Justin Fields early in the season were wide open receivers. I'm like, there's no way he's gonna miss that guy because there's not a guy around him for ten yards. Because defenses are keying on him, and they're like, You're gonna run, we're gonna try to stop the run. And that's what opens everything up. And I think that you can see that happen. Four fields moving forward because now teams know that he's a threat with his legs, just like Jalen Hurts is. Like I don't want him rushing for 1,100 yards. It's not sustainable. No, right around 750. Yeah, that's pretty good. Six to eight carries a game. Yeah. I think is
2: more than enough. That's good. I think that's, that's exactly what like they should that. look at. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're talking Bears. We're talking Super Bowl. We go to Philly, Sid. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Philly? Hey,
4: gentlemen. How you doing on a Friday? What's We're up? good, man. What's going on? Hey, so you guys talking? You know, listening to you talk about Hurts, you know, w- one of the things, and, and I think this likens back to a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL over their careers, that Hurts I think benefited the most from, that isn't really discussed a lot. It's 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 here and there. It's like a little tagline, but it's not really emphasized. This is the first time since he was a high school player where he has had the same offensive system and offensive coordinator in back-to-back years. It never happened when he was at Alabama. They changed every year. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, he left his senior year and went to Oklahoma. Comes the Philly in his rookie year, gets to play at the end of the season when they bench Wentz, and he's playing for Doug Peterson. And then last year, Sirianni comes in. So that, you know how it is. I mean, in any job, any walk of life, consistency helps. Your familiarity and chemistry building helps. I, to this day, still don't understand why so many offensive coordinators are simply allowed to walk or defensive coordinators are allowed to walk from a team when a team is really good that have only been there for like a year or two when, Hey, Oh, by the way, part of the reason that team is really good is because there's consistency between the play callers and the guys out there on the field doing it, pay them more, incentivize them to stick around for a couple more years before they then walk and eventually get that head coaching job. But I think it's a huge part of Jalen's success this year, you know, and and I I think I'm hoping their coordinator sticks around for another year.
2: Philly said uh, one of our good friends is a huge Philadelphia sports fan. Uh, Did we nail the uh, thoughts on on Jalen Hurts last year at this time that that some fans were not thrilled that he was going to be the quarterback for the future?
4: Yeah, I was reading a lot of that stuff. I don't live in Philly. I mean, I'm a Chicago guy. I wasn't born and raised there. I, I became an Eagles fan growing up in the D.C. area because I wasn't a Washington fan as a kid. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of the things that I was reading, you know, not just people in Philly, but writers in that area were, yeah, they were not convinced at all. And a lot of it had to do with how the season ended and how bad they did look against Tampa Bay. And he, in particular, had a horrible day that day. Um so, yeah, I get it. And, but, I mean, I, I like Yerko's thought process on it. You know, it's that whole, hey, this is his third year, right? This is the year he's got to prove himself to decide whether or not we're going to extend him, you know, pick up that fifth-year option, whatever it might be type of thing. And in year three, when you prove it, you get that money. So, I was glad to see they brought him back. I was glad to see how, how he handled the draft in the offseason with keeping an extra draft pick going into this year in the first round. So, if he felt, yep, i got to go get a quarterback I don't have the guy I need, he had that ammunition. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things about what the Eagles did that really set him up to succeed, but it also set them up as a franchise to succeed. succeeded for some reason. It didn't work out with him.
2: Good call. Philly. Talk to you soon, man. Take care guys. There's Philly Sid listening here on ESPN 1000. As we talk bears, Justin Fields and, and the support that hopefully Ryan polls. Uh, collects in the offseason for the young quarterback, and we can see the same growth that Eagles fans saw with Jalen Hurts from last year to this year. Black and Abdallah, we're talking Super Bowl with you right here on ESPN 1000. In for Greeny.
1: You're listening to Black, Black, Black and
4: Abdallah.
1: ESPN Chicago.
4: This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000.
1: I'd like you to meet someone who's really special.
4: It's Black and Abdallah.
1: A real inspiration.
4: Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago.
2: TiO and Elgin, you're on ESPN 1000 with Black and Abdallah in for greenie today. What's up, TiO?
5: Good morning, guys. Good morning. So, first of all, I want to say about a call from yesterday. They, you said they don't like your show. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's I, I like your show. I was not happy about that. <laughs> thank well, thank you. you. It, it pissed me off because, like, you guys get me in trouble. Your show got me in trouble with my family. Oh because no! I, because I remember I watched your, watch your show. You at the same time in my family, and they said <laughs> why I'm not watching them. So, I just say that your show is the best.
2: <laughs> well, thank you, T. Thank you. Appreciate that.
5: And my call is about. Um, it's about the Super Bowl. I don't know. Do you guys remember? What was your first Super Bowl that you watched when you're, you're, you 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 started watching football?
2: Hmm. The first Super Bowl we could remember is that what you're asking? Yes. Okay. Um, I remember mine. <laughs> I think for me it would be uh, if you go to '93. I feel like the the Super Bowl Cowboys Bills. Uh, in the Rose Bowl, because I remember that was uh, Whitney Houston mm-hmm. saying the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Pasadena, the Rose Bowl, and then the Cowboys blew out the Bills big time, fifty-two yeah. seventeen. Uh, I think that Super Bowl twenty-seven would be the first one that I really remember. Yeah, about Dallas.
3: Uh, for me, the one, the first one I remember watching and remember like seeing something from it. Was 1990? Because remember the halftime was the Peanuts montage, like the Peanuts tribute, the tribute to Peanuts. So I remember that because okay. So here's here's why I remember it. You know the why? Peanuts. Yeah, it was like a tribute to the like Peanuts Snoopy. Yes, it was like a 40th anniversary of the of the Peanuts. If you look at the ha- the halftime show, this is why I remember it because I was like, which one was the Peanuts one? So I had to look it up it was a Super salute
2: Bowl 24 49ers Broncos it was
3: a salute to the 40th anniversary of the comic strip peanuts because you got to remember I lived overseas yeah and so it wasn't on in prime time it was on early in the morning so I Ooh. remember watching it the one I remember watching the full game when I moved back here was uh, 97. Was the first one Packers uh, Patriots Packers Patriots. The, the 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 one where the Packers won 35-21. Yeah, Desmond that, Howard the MVP of that game Yeah, both weirdly New Orleans themed. Uh, but that's the first one because we had moved back here. It was on. It was like the first time I watched a Super Bowl that was on like at a normal time. Uh, that wasn't at like four o'clock in the morning or like three o'clock in the morning. So yeah, that to me that one's the first one that I remember like the actual game.
2: How about yeah. you? Well,
5: what do you pick, well,
3: re-
2: Tio?
5: I remember the, um, Super Bowl 16, uh, okay. 1982. Yeah, I was I was still living in Mexico, so I remember we watching. I, w- I think we went to a, like an event, and uh, I was a kid. And I remember I watching the game with the Forty Nine ers versus the Cincinnati Bengals.
2: Sure, that was uh, Montana with the drive at the end to win, right? Um, then, no, that was the second one. That was eighty nine, no? No, that was oh, okay. I, I get what you're because saying. Was that was the second time they face the, off. The- yeah. Twenty sixteen Super Bowl, Bowl. twenty three. You're talking about sixteen, right? Yes, nineteen eighty two. Got it. Yeah.
5: That was in San Diego and like I well, I used to live in Tijuana, so I remember we went, you know, I used to cross the border because I got family in San Diego.
2: Sure, sure.
3: Thanks for man taking my car and have a yeah. nice weekend.
2: No problem. Thanks, TO. We're talking football with you here on ESPN one thousand. I love Dude, Super Bowl history. Yeah. You, know I love it.
3: you know what's weird to me? Like, yes, yeah, Super Bowl history is great, but you know what's weird to me? The halftime show history like the super bowl that i remember well that i just talked about the uh the the packers one yeah what the it was the blues brothers bash featuring dan Aykroyd, john goodman jim belushi and then it had zz top and james brown in it the halftime show the year before that Was a a tribute to winter magic and featuring a celebration of the winter season and the upcoming Winter Olympics. Do you remember, uh, or
2: it's not that you remember, but you know how there's all the different uh, townships that have, like, summer fests? Yeah. Uh Like, I feel like back in the late 80s, early 90s, the halftime shows for the Super Bowl were, like things that you would see at festivals in, like, Naperville now. (laughs) Yes. Right, like, in the summer, right? (laughs) But, but like, and then, like, in the last 30 years, it's transformed into only the A-list of A-list acts participate in the Super Bowl halftime show. But, like, the Snoopy one would be, like, something, like, you're out in Joliet for some, like, fan... Convention or something, and and you're there on a hot summer day, and they're like, Here we go. Here's Snoopy,
3: Peanut, and friends. Here we are. Look at this. I mean, it's like, imagine that now. Imagine them rolling out. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine instead of Rihanna (laughs) or like, the weekend or Lady Gaga that it's been that's been, had a really good one before the rap one that was like Dr. Dre yeah. and Fifty Cent. It was last like, year, yeah. yeah. Like imagine instead of that, it was like here's the Blues Brothers, <laughs> but like <laughs> not really the Blues Brothers because it's Jim Belushi and Goodman right. and Dan Aykroyd. Like if, like if it was just some like novelty act, right. That wasn't like the biggest pop star <laughs> making her return to live music for like the first time in like five or six years. Right. It's the biggest.
2: Platform for the A list <laughs> of A listers now, but thirty years ago it was like here's Snoopy and friends. Yeah, here's Balloon <laughs> Boy going over the
0: the icy river. More it than forty thousand watched in disbelief. Follow. As a hot air balloon carried an eleven year old boy over the light towers and eventually dumped him in the icy Minnesota River. It was a tough act to follow.
2: If you're like, what in the hell are Black and Abdallah talking about? I believe it was 1969. Uh, Vikings uh, game, home game. Yeah. uh, And there was a kid in a hot air balloon. And that's from NFL Films, the clip that I played. And the kid, the balloon, left the stadium and the balloon just went away and then crashed into a river. That's right. More than
0: 40,000 watched in disbelief as a hot air balloon carried (laughs) an 11-year-old boy over the light (laughs) towers and eventually dumped him in the icy Minnesota River. It was a tough act to follow. It was a yeah. tough
2: act to follow, but but that used to be entertainment for big games. The Bears had Prince. Prince. Well, yeah, yeah, in 06.
0: Yeah, yes. that was that was legit. That the was Bears real. The Bears
3: had Prince, and we're talking about
0: a salute to Snoopy? More than 40,000 watched in disbelief
3: <laughs> as a hot air balloon carried an
0: 11-year-old boy over the light towers oh, and eventually dumped him in the icy Minnesota River. It was a tough act to follow.
2: I do want to talk to you about last night's Bulls game. Uh, last night, the Bulls lose to the Nets, 116-105. to The NBA trade deadline was yesterday at 2 p.m. The Bulls did absolutely nothing. Now, you could say that that's the front office supporting the group that they have in the locker room and against the Nets, a team that just traded away their marquee players. Let's see a great effort from the team that we decided to keep together. And last night... The team showed the front office what they really are. Uh, They are a sub-500 team that is not very good. Mm -hmm. 26-29, and and they looked like they gave no blank in the fourth quarter as the Nets were the uh, more aggressive team. The Nets were the more polished team for a collection of guys that were just kind of thrown together and said, go on out there. Uh, Before the game, Artur Skarshowitz spoke to the media He spoke to the media for about 13 minutes. And I found a common theme throughout his press conference before the game yesterday.
5: And at the end of the day, we decided to go with this group for next 28 games. Now that we passed the trade deadline is to evaluate this group next 28 games. You know, how to improve it is based obviously on next 28 games. They are just clutch altogether. So I think there's, there's a chance there in next 28 games. We thought that it was prudent to stick to this uh, group for the next 28 games. I think this group is learning. They got 28 games. We looked at this group as a best way to go for the next 28 games. We just relax and play with no energy. I think consistency is the key for the next 28 games. This is just a collection of information, next 28 games. There's still time to improve and we have 28 games left.
2: So that was Arturis Karashovich yesterday before the game. Uh, By our count here at ESPN 1000, he said 28 games, 10 times in 13 minutes when he spoke about the Bulls doing nothing at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. To me, watching that last night tells me everything. This team will be blown up in the offseason. Uh, I think what he's saying there is we have 28 games, now 27 after last night and the pathetic effort that the Bulls gave against the Nets, that we have 27 games until these pieces are being traded off. Because he did explain that uh, they were having conversations, that they were trying to get into the mix for some of the different uh, players who were moved, but the prices were too high. Now, if you're a Bulls fan... You can be upset that players were not moved and assets weren't brought back. But I do agree with the idea that if the entire league knows you're going to blow it up and so no one's offering you anything good, yeah. you don't just do it just to do it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like AK told us 10 times in 13 minutes, all you need to know, they, this group has 28 games left. He said that repeatedly. This group has 28 games left, and then we'll see. Which
3: means to me that this will be blown up in the summer. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think it's also telling, too. Like, last year, you could say, okay, this is not a good team because they're blowing out the bad teams and they struggle against top competition, right? That was the knock on this team last year. This year, it's more damning. What he said about how, well, we seem to play really well against the good teams, but then we struggle against teams. And he almost said bad, but he goes, teams that are under 500. That's more of a testament and more of a detriment to this team because that just means you're not playing with effort. You're not playing with, with, as Billy Donovan says, with any compete to try to win these games. They should have won that game. They had, they were winning that game yesterday. They blew a lead in that game yesterday. That team didn't, that Nets team did not have a they had one starter. That averages over nine points a game on that team yesterday. One starter that averages over nine points a game. You have a max player on your team in Zach Levine. You have your best player out there. I had to look and make it. I'm like, DeRozan's playing, right? They were losing that game early. I was like, DeRozan's out there, right? He was out there. Caruso out there. He showed out for you last night. 38 points. Vooch out there. Healthy. Your team was as healthy as they're going to get this year because Lonzo Ball's not out there. And you lost to the leftovers. You lost to a team that was just like, all right, you guys figure it out. I had to go into my FanDuel app. You know that the the Bulls are thirty five to one to win the title? The current Nets are eight to (laughs) one. What? Yeah. Eight to one with this group? Yeah. That's unreal. Eighty to one. Eighty to one and three hundred and fifty to one. Eighty to one and three hundred and fifty to one. That that makes more sense. That makes more sense. It's crazy to me that this team with real stars on it, I'm told. Is worse uh, off. Uh, well, and that I—that's
2: the whole problem. I think it—it—it it, uh, it would be easy to be like, or well, I mean, I—I I feel like there's an appetite for us to just be flat out angry at yeah. the front office for not making moves yesterday. But I feel like in the, the ten times and thirteen minutes, AK told us what's going on. And this team ain't it. Oh, they just couldn't get what they wanted for it. Mm-hmm. And this summer, these pieces will be moved, including you, Zach Levine.
1: Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah.
2: football Friday the last of the season Super Bowl 57 is on Sunday Philadelphia and Kansas City should be a great matchup Black and Abdallah we're in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000 live and local on ESPN 1000 if you want to join the conversation you can call us at 312-332-3776 and Adam here on the Black and Abdallah show all week we celebrate soup Or week. Super Week. Day
3: five to wrap up Super Week here on Black and Abdallah. It is the final day of Super Week. It's been a great super week once again. Shout out to all the fine places that I got soup from. Shout out to Danny Zetterman for giving us a budget this year. giving us a budget of forty dollars to spend on soup so i didn't have to slum it with uh i did get a pot belly soup because of a convenience yesterday uh an error on my part really but still. Well,
2: la- last year you were kind of lazy with the whole thing i had to it get was, it from around the area yeah you only want the fast food joints yeah, that's I know. all you did last I'm year away. so this year, I do, cereal. this year i wanted you. cereal yeah Last this year I wanted you to class it up. I wanted some fancy soups. Yeah. And oh, so I got some. We talked to Danny on Monday and we secured $40 mm-hmm. for a budget for you to get some nice soups for this week.
3: We did. And so here's how it went. Day 1. Went with Petorinos, okay around the corner here. The tomato very small, tomato very small bisque. Soup. It was a cup. It was small. Three it was out of five. Very small. Three out of five bowls. Very small. Six dollars and fifty eight cents. Okay. Very small. Second day went to Catch Thirty Five where Chicago meets the ocean shore. Yeah. Got the shrimp bisque. Looked nice. It's very good. Looked like a it's nice Very soup. good. Four out of five. That cost yep. seven dollars and seventy six cents. Okay. The highlight of the week so far has been Shoko's tortilla soup. Oh, That's a yeah. Rick Bayless joint. Skip Rick. Skip Rick. It's it's a Rick Bayless joint down the street. Uh, now, that was a meal. That, that was a meal. I had some it was Soup hearty. Envy.
2: I had Soup Envy. That was, was a nice soup.
3: That was $14.52. Like, that was a lot. That was a lot. I knew going in. So then I had to... You know, come back down to earth a little bit yesterday. That was a six out of five soup, by the way. Like if I could over like that's the best soup in the city.
2: I'm not gonna lie, I wanted a little taste of that soup. It was so good. That was a very impressive soup.
3: Yesterday, went next door here because I didn't plan because we were here in for Greeny yesterday and I couldn't didn't want to get delivery and blow all the money and all that kind of stuff. So I just got a potbelly's chicken pot pie soup. Three and a half out of uh, five soup bowls. It was four dollars and ninety one cents. Leaving $6.23 for today. For today, okay. For today. And today's soup, the final soup of Super Week, is from a place called Sunny Bowls. It is in the Merchandise Mart right when you get off the train. So I got off the train today at Merchandise Mart. So you went for a little walk, today. and they on my way here. Yeah, All and right. this is Chris. Look at this. Look at this. Can you get that? It? You that get is
2: it? a full cup, and that looks like some nice hearty soup. This is the jerk
3: chicken soup. I love oh, a good jerk. Yeah, been working with one for years. This is the jerk chicken soup. You want the uh, description here? Who doesn't want to go to the Caribbean in the middle of winter? If you don't have a trip plan, this flavorful soup will transport you to any island you want. After taking your first spoonful, you'll be ready to do the limbo while reggae music blares. So this has potatoes... Jerk seasoning, garlic, onion, red pepper, corn, kidney beans, black beans, chicken, and lime juice. It comes with two pieces of sourdough bread. Oh, you got bread today too. Got bread today, so let's. This is the final soup. Okay, so sourdough is the best. This soup was nine dollars and forty-nine cents. You went over budget. I went over budget by three dollars and twenty-six cents. Our total for the week. Forty three dollars and twenty six cents. And why did I go over budget, Chris? Because next year we're gonna ask for more money.
2: (laughs) I I think next year Danny will say, "Here's your budget. You just pay for the rest." It's forty three dollars. You pay for the three extra dollars. Look at how much!
3: Like, there's barely. Like this is just. This is great. This is great.
2: Uh, Take that bite right into the mic. Let's hear the soup. Let's see. Let's hear what we got.
3: Oh my god. Oh my god. That's That's delicious. That's delicious. That's delicious. It's hearty. It's got enough spice. It's got great texture. The beans add. I like beans. It's good. It's good. The chicken is so flavorful. I mean, you're getting meaty chicken here, not like tendons and crap. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, good. This is good. There's no tendons this and crap. This in is the,
2: great. In the, the soup. I'm going four and
3: a half bowls out of five. All right. Pretty good. So four you and end a half the, bowls you out of five. End the week with a great soup. Four and a half bowls out of five from Sunny Bowls. The jerk chicken soup. This is what we went with. So the final total, $43.26. That's pretty good. That's a good week of soups. It's a great week of soups. Here on
2: Black and Abdallah, year two of soup or week here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah, with you in for Greeny today. We go to James and Gurney. James, you're on ESPN 1000.
0: It's a long time no talk, man. I I think that was Tim. Just to let you know, I never wish anybody harm. But I'm going to find him from yesterday. I'm going to stick cup stickers all over his car just to let you know that. Okay. All right. So listen, guys, so I live in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. I can I all the Bulls games get locked out for stupid like the old days in the Blackhawks. Remember the stadium when they were blacked out in Wisconsin. So I was so excited because my sister in law got YouTube T V and now YouTube T V you can put a profile. So my buddy's like, Be careful. This I'm just so disappointed. And I'm I'm a huge Bears fan, but I'm a, I'm a fifty years old, so what did I from eighty four and to you I don't even gotta say. What did I watch from eighty four and I played basketball, so I'm a little spoiled. So my heart there's nothing like bulls. My point to you is is last night show it was a slap of face, right? It was karma all we asked for in the offseason was maybe one shooter and without alonzo coming back we needed a point guard that deficiency showed up so much last night 19% we out rebounded him. we out shot from the field one decent three point shooter and a, and a decent point guard this team's automatically in the fourth or fifth spot it's just they it's just so disappointing to watch that team guys it just makes it makes me sad it just like you said adali that, our three stars are out there. There's just Close. no continuity. There's no size. There's no continuity. And I gotta say, there's some talent on this team. I don't want to trade Kobe. I like Kobe a little bit. I think the kid's gonna be okay. But my point to you is that some of this is on Billy, dude. He just, I'm sorry. I, I think with a better coach, we'd be a little bit, more, I just, I don't know. It's just to actually watch them on YouTube TV now is super depressing. I kind of wish they were still blacked out. I love you guys, and I promise I'm gonna track him down and put cup stickers all over his car. Love you guys. <laughs> all right, Thanks. thank Have a good you. Weekend. Thank
2: you, James. I, I'd say this. I also. I don't know. I don't think it's on Billy. Neither do I. And and when you watch the team, Billy can't be out there making them give a damn. Like it's it's convenient to just suggest that it's the coach's fault for all of this. Mm-hmm. I would suggest looking at the salary of those who are your top players. And for the most part, DeMar DeRozan's been the best player on the team. And then also, I think Vucevic has been pretty good this season. Is he the best center in the East? No. Mm -mm. Do others who are elite centers get the best of him? Yeah, for the most part, they do. But I think he's been pretty good. Zach Levine last night showed up and gave you points. 38. I don't know how many he gave up. I'm guessing more than 38. Uh, He didn't seem to be like in it at the end. He had some sloppy bad turnovers in crunch time once again, which he has proven for multiple years Mm -hmm. to be a player that doesn't excel at the end of games, which is something we've documented. I it's too convenient to just say it's all Billy Donovan's fault. If you just want to fire the coach. Okay. You're still going to be in the same spot. Yeah, I would look at the players on the roster. Patrick Williams, not taking a step. Kobe White, not taking a, a solidified step. That's a top 10 pick who you can barely play as a bench player in this league. Like, there's
3: a lot of issues with the players themselves on this team. I I saw Donovan get mad a few times at the way Zach Levine was, was, you know, getting back on defense or not getting back on defense and not defending guys, and Zach was just kind of ignoring it. This is not your max player is scoring the least amount of points in the second half. Like, he's not showing up in the fourth quarter of games. This is not just a one-game thing yesterday against the Nets. This is a consistent problem. How many times have we talk, come in and talked the next day about a time where, oh, Zach Levine only had three points in the fourth quarter in overtime? Like, what are you doing out there? That's not on Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan, to me, is getting the most out of this team. And when he goes into these press conferences and talks about how they don't compete and he's not seeing effort from them, that's, not, that's on the players. He's been telling us this since November. Mm-hmm. Uh, He sees it. You can't just blame the coach.
1: You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM.
2: Black and Abdallah in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000. We will talk with Carmen and Yurko in 10 minutes right here on ESPN 1000. Thanks to Jay Cantu and Charlie Bevins for producing today's show. Black and Abdallah, the last football Friday of the season. Super Bowl 57 on Sunday. We can't wait. Did you see this story, Abdallah? Uh, This comes to us from ABC 27 in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, no. Uh, There is a robot. In a food store that escaped. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Shocking. So, yeah, so, uh, shocking. Let's go to the live report. This was from ABC 27 in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Did you shop at Giant. Yes, I do. You know
1: Marty the Robot? I do. Okay. So if you shop at Giant, you also know Marty the Robot. He's been in stores since 2019. Well, the Marty and one of the Giants in the Lehigh Valley somehow made it out of the store. A shopper's video went viral of Marty moving around the parking lot. A Giant spokesman says Marty was just on a fresh air break. They guided him back in. <laughs>
2: No. That was ABC 27 in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Have you seen this Marty the robot? I've seen it. Character? Not a fan of
3: it. How would you describe this thing? Uh, uh, as like a little like um, it's like basically like a big stick on wheels with like eyes with with like uh, the the eyeballs that move. Like yeah, the, the little googly eyes. Yeah, googly, yeah, exactly. that, googly eyes. Googly eyes. Yeah, they're they're on there. He has yeah. a smiley face. Yeah, always a smiley face. But you yeah. don't know what's going on back there. You, you don't. And I'm telling you this. Marty, Marty, Marty five, Marty five is alive. Marty, the robot. Marty five is alive. Uh, Listen, this is how it starts, right? This is how it starts. They want fresh air. Why does a robot need fresh air? It doesn't breathe. Robots don't breathe. That's that's what makes them invincible. They don't breathe. They don't need to, to, to breathe for air. They don't need any oxygen. None of that stuff. None of it. Marty the Robot, the tall robotic assistant,
2: has been in stores in Pennsylvania since 2019. No. Helping with hazards such as spills. He's gone viral for his googly eyes and,
3: quote, facial expressions. You know what he was sick of? This is what happens to all robots. Sick of doing Charlie work. Not you, Charlie. (laughs) Yes, from uh, Always Sunny. Sick of doing Charlie work. Sick of picking up spills. Sick of cleaning up dropped eggs from the store. However, Marty's job is
2: mainly an indoor job and rarely... Does he venture off on his own? Until now, no,
3: not not happening. <laughs> Guess what? I, I'm pushing Robbie off of a off of a long pier into the water. See how he likes the water. Who's Robbie? Or not Robbie? Marty, <laughs> Marty, 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 the robot. Yeah, getting him out of here. Yeah, Google it. The, the pictures of Marty the robot. You know why I'm thinking of? Kind of kinda creepy. You know why I'm thinking? You know why I thought Robbie? Because Robbie the robot flows off the tongue better. Yeah, Robbie the robot's better. Than but, Marty the robot. But that's not his name. Okay, well, guess what? I'm going to turn him off, do a hard reset, and your new name's Robbie. And
2: thank God that the uh, the folks who run this fine state, the state of Illinois, and uh, some some that run this city here in Chicago, mm-hmm. that we don't have robots assisting those in stores, food stores, grocery stores. yet. That we don't have these robots don't worry. milling about. Don't worry. With their googly eyes and facial expressions. All
3: in good time. And you know what that is? You know what? That's taking jobs from hardworking Americans. It, it absolutely hard-working is. Hardworking Americans There's that could be
2: working. Someone at- that could be doing that.
3: Yeah. Someone could be doing it. That's a, that's a job. Maybe that's two jobs. Because guess what else? Robots don't need to sleep. No. That's probably three shifts right there. Three shifts a day. Well, why do you think
2: Marty was trying to get out? He's been working since 2019 with no break. Good. Welcome to the their little robot bones. So I saw that story from Pennsylvania. Marty the Robot escapes Mm-mm. grocery store. Ridiculous. Keep our eyes on that. Josh on the west side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Josh? Hi, Josh.
4: Hi, I just wanted to make a quick comment about Zach in the fourth quarter for the Bulls. Yes. How I don't think he's uh, – that's not his role to score. So I think when we look at his scoring average in the fourth quarter – that's not a good stat to look at because we depend on DeMar to, uh, they defer to DeMar in the fourth quarter. DeMar DeRozan so didn't play Zach last night. Get-
2: or he, in the fourth quarter, he hasn't played recently. So, I mean, so you're, it's only your max- DeMar
3: DeRozan is the, the option for you in the fourth? Josh, your max player cannot be neutralized in the fourth quarter of games. He's a scorer, he is a scorer. He scored 38 points last night.
0: But since DeMar has been here, the team defers to DeMar. Well, that's not because he wasn't yeah, there last Yeah, but that's also
2: because Zach kind of disappears. He goes and stands in the corner. And also, his, his handles are horrific. So if you give the ball to Zach in the fourth and he gets to the basket, chances are he's getting stripped. It's getting poked out. He's losing the ball. He had three turnovers l- last night in the fourth quarter. Going to the basket with the basketball, he's bad at that. He's great in the open court when no one's in front of him. Great dunks and all. He can hit step-back three-pointers from 38 feet. But if he's in traffic, he has loose handles. Can't rely on that. No. Not in a, not in a, a close game. Right. Thanks, Josh. You're right. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Thank thanks you. for the phone call. Blocking Abdallah here on ESPN 1000.
3: Like, you ha- like, he's supposed to be the guy. You paid him to be the guy. Well, he's not the guy. That's the problem. That's the problem. I think they know that. I think
2: uh, AK told us yesterday, this team, 27 games from now,
3: this team will be different. Well, you got to pivot, man.
2: And I I think they're they're well aware, and that's uh, what the the reality of the situation is. Do we wish that they would have gotten back a star player or made a great move to land a top draft pick at the trade deadline? Yeah, we would have preferred that. They told us that the asking price was too high for some of these players on this team.
3: I mean, there were teams that wanted Caruso, though. You could have moved Caruso for another score, and I don't know why they didn't.
2: Yeah, they should have traded Caruso for 37 second-round picks.
3: Oh, at least. At (laughs) least, because you start at 37, the team comes back with 20, and then you go to 25, maybe you settle at, like, 22 second-round picks. Carmen and Yurko, next.
1: Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.